Welcome to Capital P and People Work. I'm your host, Gabby Lubin, and I'm a three-time burnt-out professional. I say that because it's my mission in life to co-create a world where burnout is the exception, not the norm. That's why I've brought you a full season on Capital P of episodes that center on workplace wellness. Together, we'll dive into what it means to really walk the walk of wellness in the workplace. Join me in chatting with people leaders, wellness CEOs, and workplace wellness providers to learn about all that there is in workplace wellness. Let's dig into the topic for today. Today, I'm joined by Sarah Johansson. She was born and raised in the Bay Area. Sarah has dedicated her startup focus to create, excuse me, her startup focused career to creating scalable, diverse, and inclusive corporate cultures that empower individuals to reach their full potential. She is a people and talent leader with experience spanning across people operations, business partnership, total rewards, recruitment, and employee experience. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Gabby. I'm so happy to be here. I appreciate the invite. Of course. I'm really excited to talk all about your kind of startup career and what you've been doing at Paceline as well as some like extracurricular-ish endeavors that you've um, been diving into. But before we do that, I would love to hear, because we always value both the human and their accomplishments, are you as a human? Oh man, it's it's a process of discovery, isn't it? I mean, I'll be I'll be open. I'm I'm turning 35 next year, and this has actually been a question that is on my mind basically like the last year. It's just, you know, who am I? What are things I've accomplished? What are things I'm, you know, maybe not so happy about? And I would say in general, like I am someone who's very curious about um, just how the world works, how people work. I think that's why I chose, you know, the profession that I did. I'm an extremely empathetic person. I um, am very in tune with my own emotions, which sometimes can be a little bit of a curse, but I'm also extremely empathetic and in tune to how others feel, which again, I think is part of why I love you know, what I do. Um, I am always someone that really just loves to discover and um, yeah, you know, just, just figure out like, why does the world <laughs> work the way that it does? But at the same time, um, you know, I am someone who, yeah, has just been, you know, very like reflective on the last few years, um, you know, in particular of, of my life too. So it's a very poignant question because as I enter this big, you know, kind of milestone birthday of my life. This has been a big theme for me, like this past year and um, Paceline that, you know, I know we'll talk about in a moment has been a big part of that story in terms of me reflecting on like my health and wellness and really um, making a lot of improvements to it the past year. So I appreciate the question. The story is unwritten, basically. <laughs> We're figuring it out as we go along. I told, I couldn't agree more with just like the reflection it sounds like you have in your life. I think that is what sets a lot of people apart and really being able to go after like true problems in their life, but also in their workplaces and their relationships and being able to really move forward with things. So I appreciate it and I see that and I'm excited to see how that translates into our conversation today because I'm sure that it will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. 
So Sarah, what is your capital P word right now? How are you thinking about people work? I, you know, the word passionate came to mind first. And the reason why is because I think that the last several years, and I think in particular, the last 12 months has been really challenging for a lot of startups out there. And I think that passion is one of the things that you need to have to kind of drive you through all that fog, right? And so from my own line of work, like having passion for the people that I work with and having passion for our mission and driven is essentially like what gets me up every single day and gets me excited about what I do. And, you know, even outside of Paceline, I'm really just passionate about the people space in general. And I know you and I have talked about this before, um, you know, just really emerging myself in a lot of different communities and, um, you know, having conversations with other people and talent professionals about what kind of drives them really like feeds into that like passion jar that I have. Cause I do feel like it's one that you have to like refill and revisit and write as we just talked about, like being reflective of like, where is that? But I think just, just purely having passion for something um, can really drive you forward. And like, you know, whether it's um, something that we've talked about publicly or not, like here at Paceline, you know, we have had so many like different product changes and launches and things like that. And I really think it's that passion that continues to drive us forward. Um, and, and a lot of startups, because again, it's been a very challenging in particular, I think last year. And so you need to have that, that drive to be able to kind of push things forward. And so yeah, for me, very passionate about what I do, what we're trying to build, you know, at Paceline. And I think outside of that, passionate about like the community within um, people and talent, because we we really have to be there for one another and we have to support one another is the way I see it. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think passion and, and challenging times is what really drives companies and people forward specifically, like getting to those core values and sticking to yeah. them. So yeah. I yeah, I want to dig into this. So you're a head of people at Paceline, first of all. How, what were some stepping stones that got you there? And then let, let's talk about what Paceline is. And it's going to be a big part of our kind of intersection conversations that we've been having in this wellness yeah. and people space. So how did you get there yeah. first? Yeah, so I, you know, have mainly worked at startups um, and mostly B2C. I'm very passionate about the consumer experience, being a consumer myself. And so I've had the pleasure of working at, you know, a couple different startups from pre to post IPO. And then I really focused the last two years of my career on working at um, early stage Series A startups. And so um, what actually led me to, to Paceline is through network and connection. Um, I have a couple colleagues here that I worked with at previous companies. We've always stayed in touch. And, um, you know, I was just really looking for something where um, I could build, um, I think was like the key word for me, building from the ground up and collaborate 
with other people who I, you know, really respected because I certainly don't see my job as like a one person thing, meaning that I like to share and collect, you know, the opinions of others. And so I wanted to find a company where I could build, where I could be collaborative and a company that I felt really connected to its mission. And so I joined Paceline about two and a half years ago as their first people and talent hire. And uh, Paceline is what I like to call a, a pandemic baby. We were founded in 2020 and have really hit some major exciting milestones over um, the last several years, all because of our amazing people and our really wonderful founder and, and CEO. But we are essentially a, a health and wellness lifestyle company that is powered by financial services. So we're not necessarily a fintech company, although we do have a financial product, but what we are doing is rewarding people um, and helping people monetize based off of their health and wellness journey. Um, and so, you know, we're excited to kind of continue that mission, you know, this year by introducing some more products that are coming up. But you know, for me, what what I was really connected with was this idea of like, I don't find the health and wellness space to be incredibly inclusive in the sense that it's very expensive, you know, anything from like apparel to equipment to gym membership to classes, um, whatever it might be. And I think that in a big way, Paceline is making that um, more inclusive by, you know, saying to people, Hey, as long as you hit your 150 minutes per week in our app, like you will be rewarded. And through the way of the credit card, you will earn cash back, which you can use towards all of those items that you went, you know, want to purchase. And while, you know, buying a pair of Lulu leggings isn't necessary um, on your health and wellness journey. Like I think that equipment and wearables have come such a long way um, and that they're so high tech that I actually think it's really helping people solve like particular health issues that they have. And so it's actually like a really good thing for people to be going out there and investing in these products. But it is also, again, extremely expensive. So for me, like, I think just, you know, working within the people field, I'm all about inclusivity. And I loved the idea of like helping people earn back based on their health and wellness journey so that they can go out there and, you know, um, they can go out there and whether it's buying products or whatever it might be to help them like continue to improve that. It's like a, a reinforcing cycle. Hey, like yes. you're doing really great with your movement. Like we're so many of us are financially driven. So being able yeah. to be rewarded for actually going after the things that we think are important to us and then reinvesting yeah. in it, like it's a beautiful cycle that I yeah. have not seen other companies do yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Done it in slightly different ways. And some of them have not gone very well because it's expensive or because it's too like high end, not like reaching enough of an audience. So I think it's a really, really interesting concept. And it's a very cool to see this integration of tech wellness, and then like specifically the financial space as well. So it's, it's yeah. cool. I'm glad, we're, I'm glad yeah. we're talking about the concept of what you guys are building and the products that you're building. And I'm also really excited because you and the people space 
have like a very particular, I don't know, problem is not the right, we'll say opportunity, opportunity to have this incredible culture that also reinforces these things. So talk to me about like when you entered the company, you're there, you've been there for almost two and a half years. So pretty early on is when you entered. Uh, like what did you come into and what were some of the things that you were tasked at uh, figuring out? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I had some very open, honest conversations during my, you know, initial interview process and it wasn't anything surprising to me. It was basically like, Hey, we don't have anything built out. So come in and help us do that because we are growing our team and, and Paceline actually has a, a team here of very senior individuals. And what I mean by that is most of our engineering team have been doing what they're doing for well over 10 years. We have a very senior and experienced executive team and product team and marketing team. And so the only reason why I call out that difference is because I think expectations are higher in terms of, hey, I want to talk about my career growth and what does that look like? And I want to talk about equity and I want to talk about how can I like build my team? And those conversations have started very early on. Um, it's one thing that I've noted about PaceLine um, that I've experienced here and not anywhere else is that people are very excited about what career growth looks like for them. And even down to like, what are our processes? Like our people processes and policies that can support them with a lot of different things like that are tied to the employee experience. And so what I recognized early on is, okay, we have an exceptional team of people who are very experienced. And because of that, they are asking for um, a level of quality within the people team that just hadn't existed before because we're, you know, a startup. But what also made me happy is that, um, you know, they were looking to invest in their people team so early on because I'm sure folks have talked to you about this, but I, I still don't think that startups invest in their people team early enough. And so when I am approached by an early stage startup that is interested in that, that immediately hooks me because I'm like, great, you see the importance of this. We are on the same page. And so when I initially started, I knew it was like pretty bare bones. I um, knew there were a lot of opportunities. That's what really excited me. And I knew that there was um, a lot of ask for certain things that came to, you know, performance or other people ops related initiatives. And so I felt like there was like this degree of, of um, high level um, work that I needed to implement pretty quickly. But, you know, within my first two quarters, I launched a performance review process uh, because in line with kind of what I'm mentioning, we had several people that were hitting their one, two year mark and they were starting to question like, what, what does this look like for me? What are the next steps for me here at Paceline? And so I was utterly impressed by that. And I was really, um, that very much like fueled me, right. To, to do um, the best work that I could early on here. And so, yeah, when I initially started, it was, it was no surprise <laughs> that, um, there wasn't much to be had, but as I mentioned earlier, I, you know, really wanted to build and, and there was so much trust already in, you know, um, in the people team. And, and what I mean by that is 
um, when I entered in, I know that a lot of the times when, you know, someone starts at a, a startup within my position, people can get a little bit nervous. And there were so many like open arms of just like, hey, we really want to talk with you about stuff, whether it's feedback or processes or policies or whatnot. And so that was also a new experience for me. And so I spent my first quarter really getting to know every single employee, which at the time was around like 30, 32 or so, but having conversations with them around like, what, what would you like for the people team to look like? You know, what is it about the culture that you love? What is it about the culture that you want to see change or whatnot? And had some really powerful conversations that ultimately charged a lot of what I worked on in the first few months that I was with the company. It's, it's so interesting to hear about your initial very different experience because um, I'm reading right now Andy Dunn of Bonobos's uh, book that he wrote mm -hmm. and it's about his founding story but also dealing with mental health um, and it's mm -hmm. a very like honest vulnerable uh, experience and the point at which we're at right now is him he like tried to reverse the culture essentially mm -hmm. um, at his startup and you know kept on hiring 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 and he realized it's because the mentor comes up and tells him hey you really can't reverse your culture like whoever those mm -hmm. first 10 hires were they set the culture that was really the core of what y'all are working with even if they may maybe aren't at the company anymore so yep. I'm, I'm sure that you know as you were I, a little bit beyond that first 10 hires at kind of the 30, 35 mark, as you said, you were probably searching for what those words and those people that first came onto the company were building. And it sounds like they came with not naive expectations to what companies look like. And beyond that, they really were thoughtful about what they wanted and how they were, were building teams. So I think that's a really unique thing to call out that I haven't heard at a lot of early stage startups, but also wellness companies too. Like even yeah. though in the wellness space, like you might think on the outside that, you know, people are taken care of better than at other wellness companies, it's not personally true. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not true. And I think, I think your point is so interesting because I've absolutely dealt with that. And I, and I, and I'll, you know, be honest, I won't say I didn't deal with that here. And, and I don't mean deal with it in terms of like a negative, but yeah, I mean, you know, when you have like OGs that join any startup and they are just grinding, you know, day and night to make this company what it is today, you know, four years later, um, you certainly have like stake in the ground. And I, I've experienced that myself, you know, when I worked at Stitch Fix, we went through, um, this year after, you know, after, um, after we, I would say after we hit like a hundred people, it was a completely different company. And I went through like those, what I call like growing pains where I was just like, well, wait a minute, like, this is how we've been doing things. And, you know, this is like the group of people like that I've created like friendships with and that's expanding and that's not a bad thing. And so that has actually been like a key part of my role at any startup I've joined is helping people ease into the idea of like, I'm not here to completely reverse 
flip the script or anything. I'm here to honor, you know, what has already been built and build on that with you alongside of me. And so as much as possible, I like to invite employees into the conversation around like, hey, we're thinking about launching this or testing that. Like, what do you think about it? Um, because I, I think that's what it's about is like just 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 honoring like where the company has been, but also bringing people into the fold of like the company needs to grow and evolve. That's why we're all here you know, working so hard. But I think that's an issue that's not honestly really talked about because it is really difficult for folks um, in my profession when you join a startup and there's like these really hardened mentalities. And unfortunately, I think if people don't cross that line after a certain point and don't evolve with the company, that's when you start to see some shifts that, you know, are always... um, are always kind of uh, unfortunate to see, but, you know, as a company grows, like the the most you can hope for is that people learn everything that um, they hope to and more, and they can go and like, you know, experience something different, whether that's with the company or not. But um, yeah, I just wanted to touch on kind of like the topic you brought up because it's definitely something I've experienced at almost every company, even, you know, like I said, experienced myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, this kind of stems from the conversation that is not was not recorded, but we had earlier. But I think what I can absolutely tell is a big differentiator for companies overall. Because I mean, I've been in the interview process, and I felt this on the other end. Companies that see an individual and see their their possibility, like their strengths, also notice their weaknesses, and want to bring them in for the person they are not for the role that needs to be filled. And those Mm -hmm. kind of companies, I think, go a lot further because it's allowing people to be more of who they actually are and and Mm -hmm. giving back to that passion and that mission. So um, I definitely think it's a different way of thinking about um, people operations more on the people side versus on the human resources side because those words are kind of used interchangeably um, in some companies, but Mm -hmm. they really are so different when you're thinking about people versus HR. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) I agree. Um, Okay, cool. So I'd love to hear a little bit about, you know, you guys are almost three and a half years, four years in now. how have you been able to allow this people operations piece to flourish more so than you think in other non-wellness companies you've been able to do? Yeah, well, we have, you know, I would say that our people practices here at Paceline, and I've, I've said this before in with internally, is that we have pretty robust processes here. I think it's one based on that I have, um, which I'm extremely grateful for, have had experience at, you know, again, startups that have grown into larger public companies and then, you know, kind of dedicated the focus of the last few years at these early stage. So I kind of understand the evolution of like point A all the way through and 
Um, and so that's, that's, that's one part of like, I, I think, you know, what I try to build is some systems or, um, sorry, processes and like policies and things like that, that can sustain us now, but that can easily help us grow so that, you know, personally, me and my team aren't constantly having to evolve programs like every, you know, six months or something like we're probably tweaking them a little bit based on business changes changes and whatnot um or like growth or whatever it is but i think for me the idea is to build something that will work for us now but is like a little bit a little bit um a little bit bigger too um and like we'll fill in those shoes so um so from you know building out like our performance review process to our compensation philosophy to our career leveling framework. Like one of the things that we haven't really had is a um, a budget to go out and get tools. And I'm I've been completely okay with that in the sense that it's really given me the ability to build exactly what I want that fits exactly for our employees here at Paceline. And um I think that's sort of like just a unique experience, right? Where if we had a tool, we would likely have to kind of build into how they do things. Um, Hmm. Certainly it would probably save a lot of time, but, you know, part of like having, you know, from an individual perspective, having that experience at a startup is exactly what a lot of people look for, right? Is to be able to build those things that sure you can go and spend money um, and in getting a tool that will, you know, basically do it all for you if you just plug in the right information. But when you're at a startup, like you again want to build. So, um, so I think like we've built a lot of really robust processes. Again, I think it aligns back to we have people here with very high expectations of, you know, what they want in their career and what they want their experience to look like from like an engagement standpoint, and then also from an employee experience side. So like, how are we communicating? How are we meeting with each other? Um, What's the cadence of all of that? You know, what are our values? What's our mission? And so, um, you know, it's, it's not even like, me allowing that really it's like the people kind of allowing that to be honest and I think tying into what I said earlier is I try to bring people into the fold as much as possible whether that's you know meeting with my executive team um, to understand like what each of their departments need um, or my favorite which is just meeting on an individual basis (laughs) and um, you know finding out like what are the kind of um, problem areas, I guess, if you will, that we need to iron out and how does that fit into what we want to build? And like, for me, there's been so many magical moments here at Paceline where I've had employees say, you know, here's like X, Y, Z of the issue that I have. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they all align with this thing that we're thinking about building. But, okay, um, we are actually on the right road to to doing stuff here. Um, and yeah, I mean, happy to go into more detail about all of that. But I think the idea has just been like, I have purposely wanted to build again for what can sustain us now, but what can sustain us in the future. And so I think um, we have policies that are more robust than I think that you would find at most Series A startups. 
but I'm really, really proud of that. And it's something that, um, I openly love to share within the people community around, like, how did I build our leveling framework or, or, you know, performance reviews or our compensation, you know, policy, um, again, because we, we want to be able to meet the expectations of our employees that put in such amazing work every day. I mean, it sounds like you've really built some very thoughtful building blocks, essentially, because you have seen, like you said, like that full scale experience, which is a huge value, I'm sure that they feel baseline for not having to think about and they will not realize, I'm sure, down the road how awesome that was, because they won't have to deal with the problems that would have come up if they hadn't had the building blocks. So we'll have a good job then for hiring you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Thank you. I I think it's really interesting because, you know, I'm um, now more in the corporate wellness world currently with my job and um, very interesting talking with companies versus when I was doing my startup because in the startup world, I was asking companies to pay for what our resource was, our product. And now there's the option to not pay for it essentially and have the employees pay for it. So it's a very interesting, there's so many different ways to actually have those benefits. So I'm very curious about, you know, what you guys are building internally. And then also what, how have you been able to utilize your products? Because it's not, I'm sure. And in some ways there's some things that you can bring into the folds of how, people kind of interact with each other or because you have this cool thing that you all get access to that you're already working on. Like how how have you been utilizing that in the people space? Yeah. I mean, our, our product itself, um, obviously we all live and breathe it, (laughs) you know, like we're all using the app. We're having challenges. We're talking about it. Um, we have a very active Slack channel where people are, you know, tossing out ideas and, and having like those, you're literally watching those conversations come to life or, you know, they're taking it off Slack and, and having a one-on-one about it, um, you know, or in person where we have like a couple offices, it's a very like collaborative process. And so I would say, you know, people really live and breathe what pace line is here. And um, again, you know, adds to that passion. I think from like a people perspective, you know, one of the things that when we were building out our new performance review process was really creating this circular employee experience, which is our compensation philosophy ties into our leveling framework, ties into the competencies, which ultimately ties into the review process that we then go through and reserve specific times in the year to have those career conversations. But it's a journey and it's a collaborative one. And um, I think that like really our focus is on um, understanding what is the health level of, you know, each employee and their experience here at the company. And so, you know, specifically with the review process, I try to make it so that we're focused on like very specific competencies, whether it's 
um, you know, exhibiting our values or leadership or collaborativeness or like, how are you setting a high bar? Uh, we have like definitions with the competencies because it's it's trying to get fairly granular on um, all the complexities of everyone's role, right? Because like you said, it's not really about the role, it's about the person. You can have two people in the same role and title doing things very differently. And those differences aren't necessarily right or wrong. I mean, I think that's where, you know, diversity comes in and that's what you want, diversity of like thought and opinion, et cetera. But during our review process, it's really highlighting where those similarities or differences, how are they overall tying into the business goals? And um, that's, you know, something that we haven't really, I haven't really touched on yet, but part of um, my mindset into going or going into any sort of people project building whatever it might be is how does this tie into the company's business goals and how do we help our employees further tie into that so it's not just about okay the people team and you know let's make sure that we're like rising to the top like i'm only rising to the top if the employees are succeeding and doing what they need to do. And my job is to get rid of all the noise around like, you know, am I performing okay or compensation or any curiosities or concerns that they have so that they can just focus on what they're here to do and what what we um, feel that they are really talented in doing in like the space. And so I think as it relates to the Paceline product, it's that we really want to support people on their journey here in terms of what they're doing and what they're really passionate about and rewarding them for doing all of that by allowing them to have the space to create and innovate and, you know, grow and share ideas and create really meaningful experiences. And so, um, you know, again, not only are the employees like very involved with the Paceline product itself, which, you know, is I think kind of a given, but I think that on the people side, it's like, I see, I see the, I see people as almost like we're the Paceline and the employees are the users in the sense. And, and what we're doing is we're connecting um, all the things that we do and unifying all of it to better our employees experience here. Um, for a while they're here and, um, you know, for a while their journey brings them somewhere else. Cause that's ultimately part of the story too, right? Is that uh, while we want employees to have very long tenure here, that's not always the case. And so, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I think even about, you know, the, the step of the last step, which is them ultimately going and doing something else. We've had multiple employees who have actually, gone and started their own thing. And I think that that is a really positive sign to what we've built here overall at Paceline, that people are experiencing um, such a enriching environment that they're learning a lot and able to kind of, you know, move that forward in their lives. And so, um, so yeah, I know, I know that was a long answer, but, you know, ultimately like we're here to support people on, on their journey here a pace line, whatever that might look like. Yeah, no, that was a really awesome answer. Very thorough. So I appreciate it. I just, I want to call out one thing out of the many awesome things that you shared. 
And it's that like specificity of your performance reviews. It sounds mm -hmm. like there's very specific cadences. There's very specific language that you use. There's very specific right. things that you're helping people identify. And at the end of the day, like, so many problems come up at companies or with specific individuals because they don't know what their expectations are. They don't know yeah. where they can improve. Yeah. They, there's all this ambiguity or talking behind people's backs or whatever. And like the most mm -hmm. that you can take that out of uh, the actual daily experiences for employees, like the better. That's incredible. Yeah. So I think it's yeah. really, really cool to to hear and that's like <laughs> digging yeah. a, a green light in my like former teacher brain <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just it's yeah. the same thing like kids are the same yeah. as adults and we all need expectations to be clear to be able to follow them and do our jobs well <laughs> I you know I I yes I completely <laughs> agree with that I think that humans in general operate better when there's some sort of framework Mm -hmm. goals, whatever it might be. And, you know, what we do here at Paceline, uh, just one thing I think that is unique, or at least I've never experienced it is we share our leveling framework literally within your first week that you join the company so that you understand not necessarily what expectations are, but like what the opportunity is within mm -hmm. your role. We do talk about it also during the interview process. And I think that hopefully it signals to candidates and new employees that we're really serious about, you know, their journey here as an employee at Paceline. Um, and also I think that hopefully it continues to help them again, build their passion for what they're building here because as you and I both know, working at a startup is not for the faint of heart. And so I think that the more you show employees from the people side that you're really invested in them, that that is your like one of your returns is that they will continue to be committed to you and be committed to themselves in terms of doing the best work that they can, which ultimately always, you know, hopefully positively impacts the business goals. But you have to be serious about it and you have to share it. And I think that you have to do all of that right basically from day one. Yes, 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 yes. Plus one many times. <laughs> um, Gabby approved. <laughs> um, so I know we only have, we're running short on time, but I do want to just touch briefly on the fact that you do some advising for much earlier startups. What does that kind of look like briefly? Like, how is that different? And just, yeah, any insights there? Sure. Well, you know, um, again, as I mentioned before, you know, I am, I am excited about what people are building. I'm curious about what's going on out there within many different spaces. And so, um, it's, it's a newer thing for me and really what it's about is just creating relationships mainly with other founders, um, because depending on how early they are, it doesn't make sense for them to hire on, um, really anyone full time, but they still kind of need that ear. And so, um, through way of introductions, what I am is basically uh, a helpful ear for them in terms of, 
um, you know, there are some specific issues around like, hey, I can't um, pay anyone to work for me. So how do I how do I go about that? Um, or, you know, what are the first few roles that I need? And what are the expectations? Here's, or here are my expectations. And is that um, something that you think, you know, sort of aligns with like overall, you know, my first few hires that, that I need. Um, I guess all in all, my advising work is really mainly around like, how do you want to build the framework of like your employees here? And how do you want to like introduce your product into the world and just be kind of like that support for them. Um, there are a couple of companies, again, that I'm advising on more specific, you know, issues as it relates to um, uh, onboarding or, you know, building culture from very early on. But it's, it's part of what I said earlier is that it just makes me so happy that there are many founders out there that are really like they have their top list of concerns, which is obviously like just getting their business off of the ground and getting that funding and, you know, all the things that go within that. But, 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 and also a main part is how am I going to build the early stages of my culture? And like, one of the things I try to do is like almost take the pressure off a little bit and say like, your culture is absolutely going to evolve. <laughs> it is not going to look the same. It does right now, even a year from now, and you should be ready for that. Um, I think that there are a lot of emotional things that founders, you know, deal with. Um, there's a lot of like weight on their shoulders in terms of just, you know, again, getting this um, idea that's very meaningful to them and hopefully will positively impact the world like off the ground. But I, at the same time, I think that they feel this really deep responsibility for the employees that they have. And um, I think it's just uh, a lot of pressure sometimes. And so, again, you know, just kind of goes back to like, I try to be a listening ear for them and advise in that perspective um, and then help, you know, them solve like some unique issues too. Sounds like very helpful to have you in their, in their ear and to be thinking about those people work early on. Cause it's hard. I mean, I've literally been there. It's uh... right. Yeah, you have. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. I, it's a, it's lot. a lot. It is. It is, you know, I have not experienced that. So, you know, frankly, I don't know, um, you know, I know that I have like my people networks. I don't know if they're, um, well, I know there are founder networks. I just don't really know <laughs> what they look like. It can be a very lonely experience. It's actually a relates to the role that I'm in a lot in that sense of like, it's a very, it's a very challenging experience. And I think that um, your head of people if you have one or any like mentor in your life, really like utilizing that person as that ear, I think is so important for like the mental health of a founder, because I think the pressure just kind of builds as the company grows. And I think that there are absolutely ways to, you know, resolve it. I know we're getting into an entirely different subject, but um, yeah, as you said, like you have that experience and I think that it's a very unique one. It sure is. 
and your network is everything. So I think Absolutely. for <laughs> for any stage of anyone's life, to be honest, I think network is everything, but even more so for founders of companies. Yeah. So thank you for being a part of my network. Now, folks who are listening, you might be a part of Sarah's network as well. Uh, Sarah, if people are interested in reaching out to you and learning more about Paceline or you specifically, where can they find you? Well, you can find me on LinkedIn <laughs> or uh, you can find Paceline at paceline.fit. You can download our app, um, share it with your friends. We have a lot of um, really engaging parts of our app. That's really fun. But yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm in several people networks. I love connecting with people. Um, so, you know, excited to to meet more folks. Amazing. Sarah, this and has been an awesome of course, it's been an awesome conversation. We're really glad to have snuck you in on season three here and uh, really dug deeper into this like wellness tech people operations space. It's uh, near and dear to my heart, as I know it is to yours as well. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You're you're motivating people too, so I really appreciate you allowing me to be part of this space. Thank you for the great conversation. Of course. I swear I learned so much from each and every episode on Capital P. If there is something that you are taking away from this episode, we encourage you to share it on social media, particularly our main channel on LinkedIn. Tag us, tag our guests. As always, thank you so much for listening, fam. We'll catch you next time to talk wellness in the workplace with other visionaries. You can find Capital P Tuesdays and Thursdays this summer on Spotify and Apple Podcasts with a brand new episode. Make sure to follow us and share with your favorite people people. See you next time.